What up, what up, what up, fam? So today we're going to be covering the top five secrets to overcoming food addiction revealed. All right, so let's get right into it. Hi, my name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now if you ask someone stuck in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people, like Facebook groups, or on the internet, or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever. And I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut. And you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. All right, so let's get down to the boogie. You know what? Today is going to be a bit of a crazy day. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a lot of this stuff and really just kind of compress it down. You know, I like went back to some of the episodes there and couldn't help but notice like sometimes I try to get into nuance and I think sometimes it's a little too much. So sometimes you just got to take one on the chin and learn. So anyways, today we're going to do a little bit of a condensed version. So let's just get right into it. Okay. So the top five secrets to overcoming food addiction revealed. Step number one, or at least secret number one, I should say, is that the obstacle is the way. Okay, the obstacle is the way. Now, this is a book by the name of Ryan Holiday. However, um, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're anything like any of us really like try different things and try different things. And a lot of times we're like running away from what we actually just need to address in the first place, right? We just need to like stop where we're at and just yank the covers back on everything. And here's the deal. Sometimes it sucks. And yeah, it does suck. And 
at the end of the day, it's one of those things where if we just keep running away from it, a lot of times it's not really going to serve us, right? And that's the last thing that I'd hate for every, like for anyone to like go through. Um, and so basically the obstacle is the way you might be thinking to yourself like, D, well, like, how am I going to get over my crazy food addiction? And let me show you. Okay. So, um, a lot of times this is actually starts with foods that we already love that work well with our blood sugar, right? Start with foods that we already love that work well with our blood sugar. Now, let me flip that on its head. We, we kind of gone over like, you know, the fast food version, like a million times and all this other stuff. If you like eating out or even if you like eating in and around the house. However, uh, for one thing that I don't necessarily talk about is one of the addictions that I had with um, sweets and like ice cream. So for the longest time, like I would come home and I would eat this ice cream. I'd eat ice cream. And I'd always have like a couple of different buckets and I could easily polish a bucket by myself. Okay. Like easily crush a bucket. And so how did I get over that? So let me show you. Okay. Um, I would actually start with, and here's the, here's the easiest way. When I look now look at foods, it's starting to change. And I hope this kind of like starting to resonate with you. And I think like the more that we look at like the food spectrum and like the dietary spectrum, right. From like one extreme to another, I think we've pretty much figured it out. Right. So like, let's say on the lower carb side uh, for type two diabetics, it doesn't always have to be super, super low carb. However, um, it's an easy way to start and then obviously test our way out. Right. To find out what foods, what foods specifically will work for us. Now, inside of that, um, here's the deal. When we look at one extremely like ex like extremely one side of the scale, like let's say like keto or like even zero carb or something like that. Basically, what we're really looking at when it comes to blood sugar is that we can go higher calories and a lot of those foods just don't spike the blood sugar. Right. So, for example, OK, I'm gonna give you two really good examples. Um, let's say I had like three thousand calories of olive oil. OK, straight fat. My blood sugar is probably not going to flinch. Okay. It's probably going to stay flat and then just low for a long time. Okay. Let's go on the other side of the scale. And they're saying, Hey, um, you know, like the fruitarian diet, let's say for example, and they're like, D you can have, you know, uh, pineapple and mango. Okay. Sure. And let's swallow that down. Some apple juice. Obviously we know there's a bunch of sugar there, right? So guess what's going to happen. It's going to skyrocket. Okay. Like a little model rocket. Okay. If you don't believe it, Go ahead and whip out a blood test, you know, blood monitor and check it. Okay. Now what then happens in that diet? They're saying, Hey, how does this diet work? If we're eating like all this fruit and stuff, Oh, calorie restriction. Okay. So you're going to eat and then you're going to stop eating. And then obviously, you know, we all learn in like fifth grade highs, lows are an average, right? Every, all the numbers in between that is what makes an average. Well, obviously if we're going to force ourselves through some highs, go through some lows, obviously our, our average is going to be somewhere in between. And Basically on one side of the scale, you can say, Hey, look, you can eat all this fat on the other side of the scale. Sure. You can probably ingest something that has carbohydrates or even a high amount of natural sugar. However, we're going to cut calories so much so that you're going to have these flat spots. And that flat spot is what changes the average. So you might be thinking like, okay, do you, what does it have to do with my ice cream? Right? So, or like love for ice cream or a sweet tooth or whatever. Okay. So I'm going to show you right now how to crush it. Normally, if we do something with high fat and high sugar, it's a, it's a, it's a train wreck waiting to happen, right? It's like eating literally like eating, uh, you know, ice cream every day, not going to work at least the right type of ice cream. Mind you, I say right type and here's the deal. So let's say you want to go like, um, you know, I mean, here's, here's how I kind of did it. I started to notice that when I was growing up as a kid, I would eat all these like, you know, um, ice creams and all these candies and stuff like that. And a lot of that stuff is cheap. You know, like I grew up very, very blue collar. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's funny cause I have a white collar job, blue collar work ethic. Right. And so, 
um, I ate a lot of these, like, you know, just, I grew up eating the cheap ice cream. Okay. Let's put it that way. Okay. And when I started to be able to afford things like, you know, Haagen-Dazs or like, you know, maybe just the store brand ice cream and not so much the super crazy ghetto brand over time, I couldn't help but notice like, Hey, the flavors got better, right? Like obviously duh, Davis, like you're not eating a bunch of sugar and chemicals. <laughs> you know, you actually start to eat stuff like real cream and it actually tastes way better. Okay. Um, bring that over to certain type of paleo and even keto type desserts. Okay. What happens? Well, because they're so lower on the carbohydrate, I can still get down, have some of the best ingredients, have some of the best flavors, stuff my face and my blood sugar isn't going to flinch. Okay. Stop right where you're at and just tackle. Sometimes we just have to tackle the demon right in front of us. A lot of times we're going to play this goofy game of like, Hey, I need to do X, Y, Z diet. And that's cool. Or whatever. You'll notice I'm saying keto and paleo. I use those as tool sets all the time. Okay. But I don't necessarily live there all the time. Okay. Very, very simple. It's kind of like, you know, somehow sometimes you like flip the radio stations and you might catch yourself listening to like classic rock or hip hop or whatever. Yeah, man. Same level of variation. Okay. Turn this thing, um, you know, around and like address it for what it is. The other thing there is to actually like, so that's secret number one. Okay. So literally just the obstacle is the way not to necessarily like run from it, but actually understand like, man, like if you have like this insatiable love for food with just a couple of adjustments, that can be your superpower. That can absolutely be your superpower. And part of you might be thinking, or at least your brain might be thinking, D, this is bulloni, like bull crap, whatever. And I'm going to address that too. No worries. I got you because I was that guy too. Okay, here we go. So secret number two is to literally take this whole thing and flip it on its head. Okay, flip it on its head. Like a lot of the easiest ways that we can do that is like with super simple questions. We copied that. We covered that in the last one, right? So like, um, for example... I used to think that like hitting, like when I did like keto or something like that, like hitting macros were hard or doing a particular diet was hard. And I flipped all of that on its head by asking a super simple question, right? What foods do I already love that work well with my blood sugar? Okay. Continually, continually flip things on its head. If you ever look at anything, everyone that's ever gotten left behind is because something was flipped on its head. Okay. Perfect example. Okay. Um, cars. Back in the 1910s or whatever, like in 19 teens or whatever, before car, before the Model T took off, right? It was all horse and carriages, right? And then the car came out and was like, man, that's only a rich man's thing. That's only a rich man's thing. And the next thing you know, you know, Henry Ford was like, you know what? No, it's going to be the every man's thing. We're going to make a Model T. And the next thing you know, like everybody had a Model T. The guy that bet their life on the horses, dude, they got left behind, left behind. Okay. Same thing with, uh, you know, like technology, right? Remember back in like the eighties, everything was on like VHS and Betamax, right? Whoever bet their life on that thing got left behind. Okay. Same thing from the eighties. Remember like the whole, you know, high fat or I'm sorry, low, high carb, low fat, eat a bunch of sugar and chemicals, have gummy bears. It's not fat. I would rather have some pecans and some walnuts and some avocado and some salmon versus like gummy bears, which is nothing but, you know, like sugar and chemicals, right? Um, it's probably why I'm a huge part of the di- diabetic. I'm, I'm, you know, part part of the reason why I'm a type two diabetic, right? Like so many of us got sucked into that goofy game. We followed it 
and we'd buy for years, at least through the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, right? We'd be buying these like quote unquote healthy foods chalked with sugar. And we're wondering why, like, man, like, why do I have type two diabetes? I wonder why, right? If we weren't, if like now, if somebody were to say that all fats are bad and then you go to like a health food store and you see like the fish oil out and like, it's one of the biggest parts of the, you know, the, the, uh, the garlic oil and the, and the fish oil. And you're like, okay, well, it's not garlic water and fish water. It's garlic oil. Like what's an oil? It's fat. Not all fats are the same. If somebody was to walk up to me and tell me that, Hey Davis, this avocado is the same thing as like this bucket of Crisco. I'd laugh in their face and you probably would too. Okay. So flip everything on its head. I know this sounds like really, really hard or whatever, but look, we're going to get into that. Okay. Um, because the thing is like, look, man, I don't want to BS you, you know, like my heart is with you. Um, I, I definitely want to, I would rather stand in your face and say, I love you and understand that. Yes, some things can, I make things really easy and straightforward sometimes, but in the same time, it's only because it makes room for us to tackle the deep stuff inside. And if we don't like attack the deep stuff inside or address it, embrace it, enlighten it, make peace with it or whatever, guess what? It's one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, the, one of those things that just keep coming around regardless of how we try to keep masking it. Okay. Which now leads us to secret. Number three, give yourself a platform, give yourself room. Okay. So when we do things like start with foods that we already love, right? When we start to flip things on its head and say, Hey, what are foods that I already love that work well with my blood sugar? That way I'm not, I don't, I'm not stuck doing some weird hokey dieting thing right? That way I can understand and realize and appreciate all the different tool sets that all these different diets have as a set of tools, as a pathway to freedom, instead of putting myself in a cage and thinking that I'm going to be happy there for the rest of my life. And don't get me wrong. Some people are. However, I believe as type two diabetics, and we know that our body is going to change, that our food is going to change, that our bodies are going to adapt and that what we might appreciate in our relationship with food is going to grow that we should always have the freedom to let it grow in the best way, in the healthiest way, in the most supportive way in and around our bodies and with our, you know, personal relationship with food as possible. Okay. So give yourself that platform. Starting with food, that's the easiest way. And then obviously giving yourself that room to like say, okay, cool. Like now I can expand on this. Whether it's exercise, you start with something small and then you work your way up. Whether it's food, you start with some, a couple of small changes and you work your way up. If you haven't already seen already on the site, I literally have like the breakfast or the meal that changed it all. Like I went from failure to crushing it and it all started with like one meal, one meal at a time. Okay. Cause I literally went from like diet to diet, to diet, to diet, to diet. And like, didn't want to play that game with myself anymore. Okay. And I give you that away for free. Okay. Step number four, secret number four is embrace the light and the dark. By nature, I am a loving, happy, super positive person. In the office, I was uh, talking to uh, one of the, the lady, this lady that I work with, her name is Holly. We go outside and we like, you know, we're talking and stuff like that. And then I bring her back inside. And then, you know, she's just like, you know what, Davis, you're like the heart of the office. And uh, you know what, man? Thank you. At the same time, you know what, man? Like there's light and dark in all of this stuff. You know, 
And if I would be lying through my teeth if I didn't say, hey, man, like there's going to be a time where you feel alone. There's going to be a time where I feel that you feel frustrated. There's going to be a time where you're probably going to take your emotions out and your aggravations out and your irritations out on something. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes, you know, you, you binge watch Netflix and you stay up till two in the morning. That's me. You know what I mean? All kinds of stuff right? There's light and the dark. The crazy thing is, is that we have to embrace it. If we come to the dark side, the part of like low self-esteem and the part like that builds up on ourselves and the, and the part that like causes us to demoralize ourselves and we keep beating up on it, guess what? It's probably going to keep happening. We got to do the opposite. We got to play this game smarter. We got to stop and be like, dude, like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this? You know, this dark side Okay, like, let me embrace that. Like, is it really like the scared, insecure part of me that was fighting for years? For me personally, yeah, it was. The same one that failed forever, the same one that was a pun of the fat jokes forever, yeah, it was. All right, cool. So instead of like fighting it or trying to mask it or like running from it or whatever, what if I just stopped and embraced it? The same way that if you were having a hard time, that I'd embrace you. It would change something probably, right? Which now leads me to number four, understanding both sides of the brain. Okay. When it comes to like food addiction, there's the conscious side and the subconscious side. So in the uh, secrets to solving the matrix, if you haven't already bought it, you want to check it out. I mean, dude, the whole package is on a crazy deal right now. I'm basically giving it away for free by the cost of what I, what it takes for, for me to like basically host everything. Okay. Phenomenal deal. Anyways, not here to pitch that. What I'm going to tell you right now is how to conquer both sides of that coin. Okay, so the conscious side, okay? Um, real quick here, I wanna give you some references. Um, the Obstacle is Away, that's a book by the name of, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Holiday, if you wanna get into that, do the audio version. You can actually buy like, I think uh, like some of these audio books you can get for cheap or even some of these prescriptions you can get for cheap or subscriptions I should say for like really, really cheap, like Audible and stuff like that. Dude, they read it for you. And then you can like turn up the speed to where you start at a regular speed and then the secret is like barely turn up the speed a little bit at a time. So the next thing you know, your brain takes it in like no problem. And the next thing you know, you're taking in books faster than like having a regular conversation. Okay. Anyway, um, Ryan Holiday. The second one here um, is going to be a book by the name of, I think it's called A Leaf of Faith by a, a psychologist by the name of Pharrell Silverberg. Okay. When I talk about addressing the conscious and the subconscious, here's the secret. Okay. When I would get into like food and like craving like Chinese food and obviously this is, let's, let's play this back to where I didn't understand the game of, you know, like playing, eating foods I already love that I, that work well with my blood sugar. Okay. And let's say I'm staring at like fried noodles or something like that. And I love me some fried noodles. Okay. I love fried rice. I love, you know, tortilla chips. I love all that stuff. Okay. Obviously I love me some ice cream too. All right. Here's the deal. When I look at that, the conscious side of my brain is I can always start to ask myself why, right? I can ask the flip it on its head, ask myself some simple second grade, like five-year-old questions, like three-year-old questions, like why, right? Why? Why do I not need to do this? Right? Like, why do I need to eat clean? Okay. Yeah, Davis, that's really simple. Let's, let's do this exercise right now. Ask myself and dig that layer back. Like, let's say three, four, five, eight times. The more that you peel it back, the, the faster you can get to something that really is meaningful, that can inspire you and drive you forward faster, harder, heavier, and far more undeniable and empowering than anything else. And let me show you what I mean. Okay, here we go. 
So Dave, like, I'm staring at this Chinese food, right? And I'm like, and I can't have it. I gotta be, I gotta eat clean. You're like, why, Davis? Well, I'm a type two diabetic, and if I eat something like you know fried noodles every day, it's gonna skyrocket, skyrocket my blood sugar, and it's gonna wreck me. Okay, like, what do you mean by wreck you? Okay, cool. So. Um, we all know as type 2 diabetics, um, it can lead, like if not controlled, high blood, elevated blood sugar, prolonged blood sugar can lead to everything from going deaf, blind, heart attack, kidney failure, stroke, right? Um, heart disease, coronary disease, it's everything from like, oh, I actually just listed them off, heart attack, um, you know, strokes and um, obviously like, you know, kidney failure, amputations and like dialysis, right? And so it's usually not one of, but a number of these things that drag us down and kill us. So I don't want to die like that. Okay, well, why? Well, it's it's painful. It's gonna be really expensive. Um, it's gonna be put a huge bearing on my family, and more importantly, like I want to be there for my wife and my kids. Okay, Davis, why? Why do you want to be there for your wife and your kids? Well, I want to be there for my wife because I made my wife a promise when we got married that I'm gonna hold her hand for sicker for worse, and I want to be the one to yeah live up to my side of the promise. I made her a promise, and I want to hold her hand when we're old. I want to be the guy that takes after his wife. When, you know, when we're like 80 years old, okay? Like, I'm not leaving my wife behind. That's not going to happen. A. B, my kids. I want to be, like, for my son, I want to be there when he, God willing, becomes a dad, right? We have that time in our, in our life where we, like, look down and, like, you know, we see our baby for the first time and they have, you know, like, someone's eye, like, you know, their, their, their mother's, ch like, cheeks or their in-law's, like, smile or whatever. And he looks down and he sees my eyes, you know? Like, I want to be there. When, when he realizes that, right? When life throws our kids a curveball, I want to be there. When my wife or when my daughter rather gets married, I want to be the one to walk her down the aisle. I am the man that needs to be there for the father and daughter dance. If I die, is she going to be going to the father and daughter dance like what, alone? She's going to watch her friends dance with their dad and she's going to be there alone? Or if not, someone's going to take my place? And I'm like, okay, and why, Davis? Why do you not want to like leave your people like in a position where they're like that alone? Okay, and this might be kind of deep, but I'm just being real here. Maybe because when I was a kid, I was alone. My parents, they came here from the Philippines and they worked hard to give my sister and I everything that they never had as a kid. And I love them for that. At the same time, they were like hardly ever home. And so we knew that we were loved. So we were told we were loved and we got all this attention and they, they spoiled us in all these different ways. But anybody that knows me growing up as a kid, like, especially when we were younger, like we, my sister and I, we kind of raised ourselves. And we were just always by ourselves. We were always alone. That's why sometimes whenever I talk in this podcast and I talk about Miss Krenzen, like my mom, my best friend's mom, she was literally like my second mom. She loved on like me and my sister, like a second mom and never asked for anything in return, which is a huge reason why I do this. I'm pouring my heart out. And now when I look at what this means to my wife, what this means to my son, what this means to me. And to know like feeling alone and the pain and the anguish and all this, all these other feelings. 
now on the conscious side of my brain, if I look at a f- plate of fried noodles and I think of my wife and my daughter and my son, potentially grandkids I might have in the future, those noodles don't mean nothing. See what I'm saying? That's how to crush that gang. That's the conscious side. The other side, and thank you for Dr. Farrell, <laughs> Dr. Silverberg. I got to give him the credit. Okay. Um, his book is, I think, is called Leap of Faith. Um, and then the subconscious side. So much of it is, so much of what we do are patterns. Okay. In Secrets of Solving the Matrix, I talk about blackout binging. Okay. Have you ever like been like looking around and snooping around in like the pantry or the fridge? You're hungry. Just to realize, just to black out and realize like 30 minutes later, you ate up like half the kitchen. I, I do. I used to do that all the time. And for me, what he, what he um, recommends in his book is to start looking for the triggers. Like, okay, cool. I black out binge. Don't beat yourself up. It's okay. How did I get there? All right, cool. So I was looking around for something to eat. Okay, cool. What did ha- what was I doing before that? Because so much of it is subconscious, like the triggers and the and the patterns that we play out the same way that we subconsciously, like if you just throw me in the shower, which I'm going to jump in the shower here in a second, I literally just grab the bar and I run the same routine over and over and over. It's like probably since I was like a kid, right? The way that I wash myself and get ready in the shower. And so... It's the same with almost all these other patterns. So I'm like, okay, cool. So what was I doing before I was looking around for food? Okay, cool. I was hungry. Why was I hungry? Maybe because I went an extended amount of time or whatever. All right, cool. Well, what if I just asked myself that same super question we started with? Like, what are foods that I already love that don't spike my blood sugar? And if I know that around this time of the day that I'm always going to be eating something like, you know, looking around and kind of snooping around for something because I'm hungry. What if I actually like 15 or 20 minutes earlier, if it keeps happening around the same time, or if I can identify the earlier time in the day that that happens, what if I just eat something? What if I just ate something? What if I, instead of eating a snack, I just had a whole meal right then and there and completely flatline that whole craving snooping around thing from ever happening in the first place. And what if instead of doing that, I just made that part of my routine. It's like, Hey, just have dinner or have breakfast at 10 30 in the morning. Done. Right. Done. And now I'm going to give you two bonus secrets. Number one is when we start to build that platform, and start with foods that we already love that spike our blood sugar, feel free to go online and start looking up foods that are very high in nutrient uh, nutrient density. Like these are going to be foods, like a lot of times it's a lot of greens, a lot of greens and a lot of clean proteins. Okay. And here's why. Okay. The food and the work for this, uh, feel free to look up gut biome, G-U-T-B-I-O-M-E. Okay. And gut bacteria. Okay. Gut bacteria. Okay. And essentially what they're saying is that a lot of times these gut bacteria is some of the stuff that sends the uh, signals to the brain telling us that we're hungry or what's a, that we're, that we get cravings. Right. And here's how and why this is the layman's dumb goofball, you know, Davis way of explaining it. Okay. So let's say we're deficient in vitamin B12 and calcium. 
Okay. Our brain is not like a car nowadays where literally, literally like if I, if one of my tires is low on air, it'll literally just show me what tire is low on air. And it'll show me like the pound, the, you know, the, the PSI, the pressure in the tire, like, ding, like, you know what I mean? Like, like just like that. Okay. Um, as cool as that is, our brain doesn't say Davis B12 and calcium Davis B12 and calcium Davis B12 and calcium. However, what our body has, what my body and our bodies have probably done over time is that the more that we eat food, it starts to grow in relation to, Oh, I'm getting B12 and calcium from cheese. Cause at the time, maybe I'm eating a lot of cheese or something like that. Maybe I'm eating a lot of pizza. And so what happens is, is after a time, after a while, when the body needs like, you know, B12 and calcium, all of a sudden it's like, it doesn't flash B, B, B12 and calcium. It says pizza, right? It thinks cheese, like dude, cheese, what's cheesy pizza, Davis, you want pizza, right? So when we start to eat these foods that are high in nutrient content, a huge part of the reason why I have them in the four pillars, the way that we eat or the way that I eat, right? Or if you really want to uh, reverse uh, engineer the success behind all these different type two diabetic diets, right? Huge part of the reason why I have, you know, um, high nutrient dense quality foods in there, right? Um, That's a huge part of the reason why, okay? Because it suppresses that feeling like, um, it was weird. My, um, we're, we're having like a lot of different family parties and stuff like that. And I've been eating clean for a while. And even like my wife was like, my wife is eating clean and we had this talk the other night and it's like, Hey, you know, like I'm human. Do you want to like, you know, go out and eat something and maybe even just do a sideways meal, you know, like just cause or whatever, you know, cause we've got all this like family stuff in and around and like coming up and stuff. And she's like, uh, Man, I'm not really that crazy about it. And I was like, dude, I knew that that's kind of how I knew like things were kind of like working for her, you know? And at the same time I was like, yeah, you know, and to be totally honest, part of my brain is still kind of halfway irrational. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what do I want? And like, what would I eat? And I literally started thinking about all the different foods, right? That I would normally crave. What's weird. The more that I thought about them, I didn't really want them anymore. And I I ended up just walking myself in a circle. Like, I guess I didn't really want anything. Okay. That's one of the, that's one of the deepest secrets as far as shutting that off. Okay. It'll, it actually gives peace to that irrational part of the brain that we have. Okay. And then the, the last one is going to be give yourself time for the deeper things, for the deeper things. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. All right. So anyways, get out there, crush the day. My heart's with you. I love you. Peace.